Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. If you've been around here for a hot minute, it is no surprise to you (laughs) that I am an absolute tech nerd. I love technology. I love the innovation. I love the possibility. I love all of the ways technology can make our lives easier. And I really love using technology to troubleshoot and solve problems for my clients. But the one thing I do hear all of the time is that it's just easy for me because I am quote unquote techie. So today I want to talk about some of the unexpected pieces of tech advice that I have for you, because I really do think that anybody can become really comfortable using tech. You can make it work for you and it can actually become a really easeful part of your business journey because the reality is as entrepreneurs, we cannot avoid technology, right? We are running online businesses in the digital age. We need to be able to adopt and almost learn how to survive and work with technology without letting it completely overrun our lives or our businesses. Because I understand how overwhelming it can be. I understand how time-consuming it can be to learn new systems, to pick up new things, to figure out new ways of working, and to feel like things are constantly changing in front of you and almost feeling like you're struggling to keep up. So let's dive right in to this week's episode. The first thing I want to speak to is some of the common misconceptions that I hear from people. The first one being that you're just not techie enough. Now, I truly believe anyone can learn to use technology. Yes, I acknowledge I have a distinct advantage being a millennial and that if you didn't grow up with technology in the way that my generation did, it feels very, very different. And I also know that the younger generations are adopting at a much faster pace than we ever did as well. I look at, you know, my son, AJ, and how quickly he is able to pick up, learn, absorb information when it comes to the ways technology is used because it has just been part of his life since birth. But that doesn't mean you can't learn to do this simply because you currently feel like you don't know or you didn't grow up with it. The reality is... Most of the systems that we need to use for online business, most of the tech platforms that we need to use are built with the user in mind. It's actually a really critical component of product development is user experience. They are built to be easy for you. I don't want you to feel like you're failing because it isn't easy for you, but it just means that shift in mindset, the way that we approach it can make a huge difference to how we feel about using this technology, right? If we're going into it with the mindset of I'm not techy enough, I can't do this, 
Of course, that's going to be our experience with the technology. It's going to feel hard. It's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel time consuming. When we approach it with the mindset of it is easy, I can learn this just because it's new (laughs) doesn't mean I can't master this. Suddenly it becomes a lot more fun to interact with these tools, right? The second misconception is that newer technology equals better technology. And while I wish this was the case, it's simply not. There have been so many times in history where newer technology was not better than its predecessor. Windows Vista, for those of you who were around for Windows Vista, prime example. Apple's had its share of products and operating systems that have launched that have not been better than the previous versions. So have a lot of the tech software we use. So just because something is brand new to market or they've done a big upgrade doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better. And by the same token, more expensive doesn't necessarily mean better quality. Some of the best tools I use in my business are free or low cost, right? It doesn't have to be the most expensive thing that you can find in order to be really good quality. The final misconception I want to talk to is the idea that tech is going to solve all of your problems instantly, because that's just not the reality. I have a lot of conversations with people who come to me talking about automation. They want to automate all of these different things in their business. And I get that because it sounds really attractive, right? This idea that we can just have all of these funnels running in the back end, bringing in sales, things just magically happen. And to a certain extent, we can We can build all of those funnels. People can flow through them. Things can be sent out, delivered without our intervention. And also (laughs) that doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of considered time and effort to build and it requires ongoing maintenance, right? The worst thing we can do is build it and just assume that it's going to be fine from there on out. We do need to stay on top of our technology, particularly where we're running things automatically, we need to check and make sure that it's still working the way that we expected it to because things break, nothing is perfect, but it's also not the solution to your problems. I really don't believe that tech in most instances is the solution to the problem. It is a tool to get us there, but knowing what the solution is first will actually help us identify the tool that we need to bring in. Right. So, for example, let's take the funnel example again. If you're looking at building a evergreen funnel in your business, what you want is people to sign up, watch a webinar, get an email offer, get a few emails over the course of two weeks, and then either they purchase or they don't. And depending on what behavior they take, they just go from there. Now, it can be really, really simple to start researching funnel building technology and end up with another tool. Let's face it, we have a lot of them already, but another tool that quote unquote is going to do all of this for you. The problem is if it's not actually going to integrate with the tools that you're already using, if it's not going to create a really seamless customer experience, then it's not necessarily the solution that you need. What you might need is a better understanding of the tools that you have. What you might need is some tools to integrate some of your different technology together. Zapier is obviously my favorite for that, of connecting and sharing data between different platforms. But tech is very rarely the answer to the problem. It is just a tool to help get us there. All right, misconceptions out of the way. 
how do we actually embrace digital tools if it feels hard? And this is the thing that I think surprises people when I say it, because I do love technology and I am a tech nerd. And I still think that the best approach to technology in business is to keep it simple. We do not need a million and one different pieces of technology. We need a couple that we know how to use and do the jobs really well for us. And every so often we might add something in because we're evolving something in the business, but we don't need all of the things costing us hundreds of thousands of dollars that we don't even necessarily understand how to use them. Keep it simple. So the foundational tech platforms that I think all online businesses need is a project management tool. You know we are Asana obsessed here at the virtual chapter, but I do think every business, whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team, you need a project management tool. This is your business hub. I recommend Asana. Every business needs a communication tool. Now, you might have two different communication tools, but for the sake of your sanity, I do recommend one. The reason I know some of my clients have two is because they have one communication tool for team and then a different one for clients. Now, if that works for you, go for it. But for most people, one communication tool is more than enough. My recommendation here is to look at something like Slack. We migrated to Slack almost 12 months ago. I want to say about 12 months ago now. Um, for our team and most of our clients. And it is a game changer. It is so easy to use. It allows us to really manage our boundaries around communication. And it's just, I think, because it's voice memo as well, it's enhanced the depth of those relationships. So you need a communication tool. The third thing that I would recommend everybody has is a tool or multiple tools for data storage and sharing. So what does this look like? For most of you, this is probably going to be Google Drive and the suite of tools within that, Google Docs, Google Sheets, maybe even Google Forms. How do you gather, store, share information in your business? I also love and recommend Airtable. Again, another tool, we are using the free version of it, right? We are not paying for these. Slack, we do pay for. I will be really upfront about that. Slack, we pay for because I like their pro features, Most importantly is the message history. On the free plan, you only get 90 days of message history. I cannot tell you the number of times I search for past conversations or things we've shared with team or clients in the past. It's it's worth it (laughs) for the upgrade. The next tool, I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer. I think every online business needs Canva. If you are creating content in any way, shape or form, and if you're not, I'm not really sure how you're... (laughs) existing online right now. But if you are marketing your business in any way, shape or form, you're going to need some sort of visual design tool. We love Canva. Again, I do recommend the pro version. You can survive on the free version, but once you go pro, people do not go backwards, right? Even the ability to automatically resize your designs, game changer, let alone all of the additional elements you can access on the pro features. And the final one that I think you should have is an email marketing tool. Now we use and love ConvertKit. I highly recommend it. If you're just getting started, I would recommend something like MailerLite to begin with. They do have a really great free plan that will grow with you. Um, But if you're more established, I do recommend ConvertKit. That controls most of our automations, our email newsletters, again, a lot of our marketing, a lot of our communication with clients and with our wider audience. All right. 
Now, it would be really remiss of me to talk about tech without also talking about some of the pitfalls, because we've seen a lot of things go wrong in tech probably over the last 12 to 18 months. So I think it's it's only fair that we address some of those concerns. The first one being AI. I've spoken about AI in previous episodes. So if you're interested in hearing about my opinions, <laughs> perspectives on AI, I would recommend going back to episode number 55, which is specific about AI for podcasting. And also back to episode 34, where I did an introduction to chat GPT. And in that episode, I spoke about some of the concerns, um, most of which have not been addressed. So some of the existing concerns around using AI in our businesses. I also did an episode and it is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. It was way back at episode 18 and it was with Katrina Ford and we spoke about cybersecurity and protecting your business online. And I think that's a really important episode for business owners to go and listen to. If you're here in Australia like me, you know that there were some really big businesses who were hacked and had data breaches over the last you know, 12 to 18 months. And so the smarter we can be online, the more we're going to protect ourselves. One from that ever being our business where our customer data is leaked or from that happening to us where our information is out out in the world. There's some really basic tips in in that episode to get you started. Things around your passwords, your access, especially if you're working with a team. I know how easy it can be to just want to tell your team members your passwords, <laughs> to just paste them, send them in an email, put it in a, you know, in a Slack message. Obviously, we don't want to do that <laughs> as much as possible. The more places we write our passwords down and communicate them in passing, the more opportunities there essentially is for some sort of intervention. We use, here was another tech tool for you. We use LastPass here at the virtual chapter with all of our clients. So we ask our clients if they're not already using it to set up an account. Again, they have a free account that you can use so that they can share their passwords securely with us. That's really, really important for your business. So don't get into the habit of just sending your passwords around (laughs) willy-nilly. I also recommend having things like two-factor or multi-factor authentication on a lot of your technology, especially anything that's dealing with personal information or financial information. All right. If you've listened to all of this and you really do want to make tech work for you, I have a couple of really simple tips to help you master technology, no matter how techy you feel like you are. All right. The first one is to make the technology work for you. Right. We are not beholden to technology. Technology supports us. How can you make the tech work for you? This is one of the things I love about Asana, for example. Asana has multiple different views, the ways you can present information. So everyone in the team gets to work with the way that feels best for them. You guys know, very type A, I'm a linear person, give me a to-do list, makes me very happy. (laughs) I have clients who are more visual. They like things like the board or the timeline views in Asana. Find the tools and make them work for you. Sometimes we have to get a little bit creative in the ways that we use them. And I've spoken to some of these companies where I've shared like, oh, this is what we're doing. And they're surprised by how we're using it because in their mind, it wasn't necessarily the way it was intended, but they love hearing about the ways that clients, you know, make the tech work for them, right? How can you make your technology work best for you? 
The second thing is make sure you keep it up to date. Do all of your updates on all of your devices, on all of your technology, in all of your software when they tell you. This is really, really important. A great example of this is Google Analytics. So for those of you who don't know, Earlier this year, Google Analytics actually retired their old way of tracking data. They emailed all Google Analytics customers about this for nearly 12 months, warning them that it was coming and they needed to migrate to this new tracking platform called Google Analytics 4. And a lot of people didn't. (laughs) And those same people then were wondering why suddenly there was no data in their reports why their analytics account suddenly didn't have any of the information because we didn't read those updates. So stay up to date and do your updates. When these companies email you, it's often for a reason. The next tip is to back it all up, especially anything you're building online. Make sure you've got backups. Things go wrong. You should have backups of your website, backups of your email list, backups of all of your data just in case just in case your account gets shut down, just in case you get locked out, just in case these businesses disappear off the face of the earth, right? Make sure you do these backups. We do these probably once a month for for our business and with a lot of our clients, we export our mailing list. So we have a, a version of that that's not saved within ConvertKit. We do a backup of our website to make sure that if something breaks, if we do a future update and something breaks, we can revert back to this previous version. Do your backup tasks really regularly. Great way to do it is just set it as a recurring task in Asana so that it comes due once a month for you or somebody in your team to take care of these for you. The next tip I have is to become a master of Google, (laughs) right? I didn't go to university to learn any of this stuff. My university studies really have not helped me (laughs) in this business, in this industry, but I am a master of Google, right? We joke about this all the time in my house. I can Google anything and I can Google it fast. It is such a really crucial skill to develop as a business owner, this ability to find the answers that you need because the answers are online, especially when it comes to technology. Most of the tech platforms you're using have really great support sites that you can search and find the answers that you need. A lot of the tech platforms that you're using Other people are creating tutorials and resources, blogs and videos about how to use them. Become a master of Googling the answers so that you can find the solution you need specific to how you're building your business, how you're utilizing tech in your business. Think really critically about the keywords you want to use, the quality, like the type of response you're looking for. I often look at things like date, like if I'm looking at YouTube video tutorials, is it recent? Because if it's not, odds are the tech has changed. (laughs) That's just the reality. Has it been published in the last six to 12 months? If it's older than that, there's a good chance it's going to be out of date. Become really, really good at finding these answers for yourself. My final takeaway for you, my biggest piece of advice for navigating the tech landscape is to stay curious. It's going to continue to change and evolve. There is no doubt about that. I don't think we can even fully comprehend where technology is going to take us over the next 5, 10, 20 years, because a lot of it is yet to be developed. That's how quickly the industry is moving now. We need to stay curious. We need to be open to the new things that are out there, the new ways of working. I think AI has definitely taught us that this year since ChatGPT became public. 
the more that we can stay curious and open to learning new things and open to discovering new ways of doing things, new ways of working, new types of technology, the easier it's going to be for us to continue to evolve and adapt and remain responsive as a digital business in an online world. I would love to hear from you. What are the things that you find challenging when it comes to technology? What are the things that you have struggled to bring into play in your own business? Head on over to Instagram at the virtual chapter and tell me what are your biggest tech struggles or what has been your biggest eye opener from this episode? If you've made it this far, I would also love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. Your reviews and ratings help us get in front of more people, share stories just like these, and continue to grow the show so that we can deliver you more and more incredible episodes. So head on over, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review, tell us what you think. I always love reading them so much. Thank you so much for being here with me and I will see you again next time.